All right, all right, all right. Give me one second. I'm going to tweet this out, and we're going to go ahead and get going. If you guys want to join in stage, which you should, it's always a small space. Everyone that comes in here is family, so you may as well get up here and join the stage. I promise it's not that scary. Um, but, yeah, get up here. We will talk about it. It's been way too long since I've done one of these late-night stonk spaces. Figured I'd go ahead and do it. Good vibes tonight. Got the poker tournament coming up this weekend as well, where we're going to be giving away up to five stonks for stonks holders. Um, I know Agents was in the last one. I think that he got knocked out a little bit early in it midway through. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I thought Agents was in the last one. Um, no, I've never, I've never lasted. Never did. I've never lasted into a bubble on any of these NFT poker tournaments because. The EV is just so positive on going all in because I'm basically entering for free um, that I just play too aggressively. <laughs> I feel that. So you try to go off hot at the beginning and then roll from there. You know, if you end up getting a couple big wins, basically, you know, I like we've got Future Whale in the audience. Future Whale had has had a couple of good runs. Um, you know, I think finished in the top three at least once in these past couple. Feel free to come up on stage and correct me, Whale. Yeah, I figured you could build. I don't want to turn this into a poker strategy because some poker chat's going to be like, agents, you're actually stupid because I don't actually play poker. But I just feel like build the biggest chip stack as possible early on. And if I can't do that, then I just didn't waste like two or three hours of my time to get knocked out ninth or eighth or something. <laughs> Right. I feel that. I feel that. So if you can get a, good, a big chip stack early, then you'll play, you know, with a little bit more strategy, a little bit more risk tolerance, you know, try to preserve the bag a little bit more. But if you end up, you know, getting out early, then you just save yourself an hour or two. Exactly. Exactly. So I just go extremely, extremely aggressive at the start and play all luck. There's like no, you don't need any chip preservation because you're not ripping in, you're not ripping in bullets for buy-ins, right? It's true. And you know, that's the thing with the stonk tournament this weekend, all you have to do is get top three to be able to get a stonk, which, you know, typically we've had between 50, 60, you know, maybe 70 people that join each tourney. So, you know, it's, but the thing is you get a lot of people, I feel like at least a third of the people are knocked out within 10 minutes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And then the next third are probably knocked out in the next 15. So if you can just literally skate by, I have seen that strategy work again. Shout out to whale. I mean, that's what he did that last time where he was perpetually just about in last place until he wasn't. I think that he won about seven or eight all ins in a row though. And I don't know what the odds on that are, but I think that's pretty damn incredibly, you know, low percentage odds to be able to win seven or eight all ins in a row. Um, you know, so you can chalk it up to luck, skill, whatever it is, one way or the other. You know, the poker attorneys are fun. So if you're in here, make sure that you're here Friday. Um, PP, I, I, I just want to apologize, man. I wanted to come up for the space. I had my AirPods in. I was at a brewery and, you know, it was really, really loud and I couldn't, I don't know, man, no way I could make it work with, without, um, Hey, the fact that you know, you're at, you know, dude, the fact that you're at a brewery listening to our dumbasses is, uh, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. Dude, I was waiting that I uh, like the reason the only other reason I cut out, I was waiting for a buddy to show up. So, you know, as soon as he got there, I had to get going. But, you know, I was there for a little bit, at least. Yeah, yeah we have so, a good time on there, uh, man. Uh, like a normal cast of characters come on and we just shoot the shit. It's uh, it's refreshing uh, versus like every other just uh, spaces that take themselves like way too seriously. By the way, your space today was pretty awesome. I was listening to it. Besides the whole like Bitcoin maxis not making any sense thing. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. You know, occasionally I don't mind having them up there. But the thing that's funny about Bitcoin maxis are that whenever you invite one, Bitcoin maxis are a magnet. There will be others that immediately request to come up there. And there's a gravity to that. I guess they pull them in and the conversation be 
comes a little bit Bitcoin centric with that. And when I say Bitcoin centric, I'm fine with it being Bitcoin centric, but almost, you know, it becomes a little bit too much of a religion type of thing where, you know, that's what I really feel like Bitcoin maxis become in essence is it becomes a religion to a certain extent where they're like, this is the only one. There shall be no others. It's the greatest thing ever. And like, dude, yes, I have, you know, to a certain extent, I agree. But I think to be ignorant to the fact there can't be anything else that ever potentially supersedes its greatness is incredibly ignorant. Yeah. You know, so anyway, but you know, it's fun. Yeah, you said the magic. Word. Is it? Is it the whole dream, like one ecosystem cross chain, like where it doesn't, it just doesn't matter? Like, is that not the goal? Not to them, agents. Somebody's dream should. Yeah, like it just seems, it seems like so unrealistic to think that all these different fractured blockchains. Is, is the future, right? My favorite argument was, you know, Coinbase can just operate just fine if only it's sold and uh, bought, you know, Bitcoin only. Uh, that's That was my favorite argument. It's like, we shouldn't be upset with this. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, going back to it, it is what it is. I, I think that it's a healthy conversation occasionally bringing them up there and getting their opinions on this type of stuff because... You want a balanced perspective of everybody in the space. And as much as, you know, the rest of us may disagree, there are a large, you know, there's a large contingent of, you know, Bitcoin purists slash maxis that are out there that are completely against everything else. And I think it's occasionally good to just, you know, have those conversations, listen in and hear the other side of things because I think if you're not challenging yourself and your beliefs constantly, then you do get stale. Yeah. It goes for both sides though. Like I don't mind listening to them, but it seems like a lot of times they don't want to listen to us at all. Kaleo, I want to ask while we're talking about maxis, where are the stonk maxis guys? 51 people in here, no retweets, no quote retweets. Okay. This man's doing two spaces in a day and you can't even move your finger to the bottom right and click a button. What is wrong with you? Ask not what Kaleo can do for you, but what you can do for Kaleo and the stonks. Hit the retweet. Can I get an amen? Hey, amen, brother. I love it. You know, here's the thing. I, I'm not going to fully blame it on you, audience, who is listening in here right now. I will now, after agents just gave that passionate, you know, passionate speech, the fact that if it just sits here and there are no more retweets or comments down below, then yes, you know, I will be heartbroken. But before that, I will chalk it up on me because as far as, you know, being somebody that is an expert at gathering in more engagement for different spaces, you know, like I look at these NFT spaces that these guys are hosting, dude, somehow every time there are like 500 tweets about XYZ space every damn time. And there are like 200 people in the space and there will be 500 tweets about this space. Then I'll look at mine and there will be, you know, like 500 people in the space and, you know, 15 tweets about this space. So I think that it's my fault for not doing a good enough job of really call to actions to the audience. Agents is like the best hype person for that. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, Kaleo, but your call to action game is weak. Is weak. How you ever got to a following this size, how you think you're going to get to 600, I know it's inevitable, but... Damn, man. At least you can recognize the, the shortcomings. That's well, it. agents, I'll say this, and I echo the sentiment fully. All my friends that know the fact that I have, like, a decent Twitter following, I'll think it's the funniest thing in the world because they're like, dude, you are the least likeliest person that I would have ever picked to have a large social media presence. You know, like, I – so it is I'm – not, I'm not a gamer. You know, I'm just here – by being yeah, try try explaining to your friends that you have a large following from posting memes of cartoon penguins. 
Bro, I mean, it's people don't understand it. <laughs> Nobody understands it. So, you know, but it, it's part of the game, man. It's part of the fun of all of this. Um, you know, like I wore my Stonks shirt out tonight, and I was expecting just every single person out there at the brewery to just hound me down and ask for autographs. And somehow that didn't happen. Um, so, you know, we're still early. Uh, Neb, what's up, man? I'm sorry, sir. You said you had a Stonks shirt? Yes. Why, why didn't we know this before? Like, what, why didn't I know about this? Where where does one Wait, get what do you, stone what do you mean by why did you not know about this? One, I tweeted it out. Like two, we have definitely talked about the merch store more than one time in its existence. I mean, I think I tweeted out the merch store literally last week after Memorial Day weekend when I tweeted out a picture of me rocking the Sonks swim trunks. I saw the swim trunks, but I thought they were just like a one-off thing. I I'm sorry, I don't know how to read Kaleo. Well, bro, there's a merch store. There's a link to it. Do you think the only thing that we're going to have in the merch store are swim trunks? I mean, I'm hoping we get some socks, but now that I know well, bro, there's yes, a merch there, store. There are wonky stock socks. Yes, there are socks. Wonky socks. I'll be right, there are I'm wonky be socks. right back. There are socks. They're like the hoodies are high quality. I freaking love the hoodies. I rock the hoodies. Um, you know, like we've got hats, uh, lumber, lumber tweeted out the hats earlier. Honestly, I think my favorite vibe for summertime though, is the bucket hat. The wonky bucket hat is pretty close. You bring up an interesting point though, Kaleo, like how often do you wear crypto related clothes out in public? And you're like, Oh, somebody's totally going to get this, but no one ever does. Um, you know, actually it's the exact opposite <laughs> PP. Like, so I, I never wear crypto related clothing out in public, except for occasionally the stock yeah. clothing, because I'm like, nobody's ever going to get this. Yeah. Right. You know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking nobody's ever going to get this. Well, when I showed up to this volunteer young life meeting back in January, um, there was, I was wearing my wonky stonks hoodie and this dude stops me when I get in there, you know, and I'm meeting everybody for the first time. I haven't done young life you know, leadership in some years. I took a few years off. So I didn't know anybody in there. But a couple minutes in, this guy walks up and he's like, dude, wait, is that wonky stuff? No like the NFT? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, it is. I was like, how do you know about it? He's like, well, isn't that, uh, you know, like Kaleo's project? Um, he's like, yeah, I followed him for a, for a while now, man, back, you know, back in the day, had some runs. He was like, I'm a poker player and there are some other poker players that I know that are involved in the crypto space. And he was like, I just kind of lurk in the background. And I was like, yeah, dude, that is my project. And he dropped his plate that had his pizza on it and he dropped his water bottle on the ground at the same time. I kid you not. <laughs> he was like, dude, no way. And so that was the only time that it happened was when I was like, I, I wear stonks clothing out in public because I never expect anyone. It's so funny. And that. Happened. Yeah. I, we went to Disney a couple weeks ago with a fam and every single day I tried to make sure I wore like a pudgy related shirt. And I had two people in the park stop me um, throughout the whole trip. But I did like the most memorable thing was, uh, like when you're walking through security and stuff, like the lady, the cast member with the gum that works at Disney stopped me and she was like, oh my gosh, I love your shirt. Like, what is that? Is that a character? And I said, uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you could say that. It's Pudgy Penguin. She's like, oh, good. It's awesome. So it made my day, uh, you know, didn't have to tell her it was crypto related. She just liked it. No, dude, that's, that's the beautiful thing about the Pudgies in general. Um, and that's why it's like, you know, again, looking back at it, one of the things I think you look at a bunch of projects, I think heading into the next bull run. And a lot of people have asked me this, what do you expect to be the most successful things heading into the next bull run, the old projects or the new? And without a doubt, I think on average, the answer is the old, but I think the flip side of that is, you know, the cream of the crop of the old projects will lead the way. 
and you know new projects will follow but for the most part you know it will be new projects but the cream of the crop of the old will follow and when you look at the cream of the crop of the old i don't know how you miss you know pudgies being part of that conversation so i definitely think that you know they're up there yeah and I just think it's so difficult for like you look across the board, man, and there are just so many projects right now that are down 90, 95% or more from their all time highs. And they've been down there for a while. Right. And like they haven't, you know, the majority of the time that they've spent as a project has been down. It hasn't even been sideways. It's been down because they had such a hyped up initial release. It just makes it so difficult having that hyped initial, you know, pump to come back from it. The only project that I really can think that has ever done that to a significant scale, you know, is punches, honestly. No, I'm with you. And you kind of can look at it too, kind of like altcoins and like the market cycles on those. You look back at all the market cycles we've gone through, like the newer stuff normally has like a pump and like there's only like three or four coins that have been around for, you know, multiple market cycles that have uh, sustained. So I think you're probably going to see that cream of the crop, uh, you know, 2021, 2020 uh, NFTs. Like there's, I don't think there's going to be a lot to stick around. So, I mean, if you're looking, uh, I would, you know, try to find the ones that are making noise during the bear still because, It'll be tough for those ones that have dropped, you know, 90, 95% to really, really make a comeback. Yeah, and that's the thing, man. It's just, you know, you look at a bunch of those communities, too, and there are remnants of it that you might see around. But overall, you know, I think what it leads toward is just like this really, you know... It's negative for a while within the community, but then eventually that negativity just turns into silence. Yeah. And I think that's what you've really seen across a multitude of projects that were considered blue chips where, you know, like the Stonks, for instance, have never been the sexiest name as far as any project is concerned, right? Like, you know, there are always projects that have been out there that have been sexier as far as their pump cycle than the Stonks. Right. But, you know, the one thing that I'll give the credit to the Stonks are is that, dude, like if there's been any stable coin in the NFT marketplace, (laughs) it's been the Stonks. And there really is something to say about right now, like in this market, sideways can be bullish. And I think that, you know, you look at it. I mean, honestly, I, I say sideways, like, dude, if you look at the Stonks from a year ago, one year ago, the stocks were like at 0.04 ETH, you know, so there, it's still 5X from a year ago in terms of ETH prices, but like it is what it is, right? Like, you know, I'm not focused on the day-to-day, you know, where are they? Because like every day we're going to show up regardless, but it's one of those things where, again, it's never been like a multi-ETH type of project. And I'm actually more bullish about us because of that, man, because there's never been this massive decline where, you know, there was this huge hype at the beginning that led people to leave. You know, it's just always been about the vibes and the art. And like, that's one of the things that I, you know, have been so intent upon about this community is having that be the foundation. And that, you know, whenever everything else, as far as the adoption curve starts to accelerate, it happens, but there's no rush to get there. I think one of the cool things too, when you look at like ledge art and everything, you you launched it as a free mint. And it kind of took a life of its own, um, especially when you like limit it to like one per wallet. There's not a lot of pump and dumping you can do with a project, but like the way you did it and the way you structured it, uh, it allowed a lot of people to get in at the very beginning. And this community started forming to where like you, you don't have to do as much as you, like a normal founder would like this. Um, you know, the community is like just really taking control of it. It's really cool. Yeah, man. I mean, and that's all part of the structure, honestly, is looking at it like, you know, I fully respect everything that you look at people like Luca and, you know, Frank and, you know, Bags and, you know, you can go down the list of a bunch of the founders that we know that are super active um, with what they're doing, you know, Ponds and WAP, et cetera. Like, 
you know, Jack and what he's doing with it. But it's just, you know, I, I respect that. And I think there's merit to the way that a bunch of those projects are working. But I definitely don't think that it is the only model because you also look and there are a bunch of other founders that started out like a bunch of those guys. And, you know, for one reason or another, their project wasn't able to gain momentum. And, you know, I think that it becomes a more taxing responsibility whenever you start to have something that is focused around some type of utility. And as much as I respect the utility in the space, like I think that it's, you know, there's merit to be said for building a project that is not focused around utility and, you know, looking at the art perspective and, you know, really focused on just building that strong community that, you know, is centered around the art. And it almost, what it feels like in a sense is <laughs> they're different. I feel like different sectors of the NFT community and what it feels like this, what the stonks are is that they're their own little mini sector of the NFT community. And it's just a slow build, a slow grind with it. But it's one of those things that when it gains momentum, that it will gain momentum. And, it, you know, like, I think the funniest thing to me is the thing that blows my mind is that, that you know, I've got 590,000 people that follow me and, you know, a lot that engage in a lot of my content and, you know, that are part of the quote unquote Kaleo army that are there through whatever and that say they believe. And there's some, you know, string of that where, you know, a lot of the people that engage with me, follow me, they'll willingly dump tons of ETH in something like Loyal or PSYOP or whatever Ben.ETH launches for the gamble of it. And, you know, I see that like some part of, you know, some part of crypto in general is just the casino aspect of it. But you know, there's a hesitancy to have any type of patience toward the long play of something like this stonks where it's like, hey, you know, I've obviously showed up toward this each and every week. But, you know, the way that I look at it is, you know, and my mission with showing up each and every week is just sprinkling seeds, right? Like, that's my whole vision that I have right now with the stonks. And, you know, with maturing them into something that I think will turn out to be something great is if you continue to plant seeds, you don't know exactly where they're going to land. But, you know, if you plant enough and you do it consistently, eventually you're going to find the good soil, right? And like that good soil will eventually grow roots. And when the time is right, like I think that it will grow into something beautiful. And that's really the vision with the stonks as a whole. It's like, it's not about doing anything crazy and about having any hype cycle to get there. It's about setting expectations for what they are. And, you know, just slowly but surely, you know, planting the seeds and being patient from there. Think 10 years out, not 10 days out. That's the way we think. What's up, agents? Dude, I just, I just co-hosted that for you, Kaleo. I'm sorry. No, you're killing it. Nah, nah. Appreciate it. I texted PP. I'm like, PP, you need to hold it down because I'm going to be in the shower. And I did put you guys on the Bluetooth speaker just so I could have your your sweet, dulcet tones hitting my earwaves as the warm water rushed after me. It was a very good experience. I wanted to kind of ask, and sorry to shift the discussion, Kaleo, but I want your honest to goodness opinion on this. Not from a chart perspective so much, although that might play into it but just an overall conviction i found myself this weekend actually shilling polygon to a normie friend and and when i the security hold on (sighs) yes i mean the security um not financial advice but i mean when i say normie this he knows i'm into crypto he knows i'm into nfts his involvement in crypto goes so far as like Three years ago on Coinbase, he opened an account and he just threw $10 at every coin that Coinbase has. And now every time Coinbase lists a new coin, he throws another $10 at that coin. And surprisingly, he's actually up 
a decent amount. And he's like, what's your honest to goodness opinion on any of these? And I said, outside the big three, uh, Polygon looks like like the best play, honestly. And and I'm only saying that. Let me give justification for this. Like Reddit avatars, I've gotten into fights with people about how NFTs are stupid and they have a Reddit digital collectible as a profile picture. They don't even know that it's an NFT. They don't even know that it's on Polygon. I mean, you got the pudgies using Polygon for their traits on the back end when Instagram was was dancing around towards the end of the bull of having a NFT marketplace, a digital collectible marketplace, that was all going to be Polygon. Uh, the transactions are fast. I'm really trying to find any negatives here. So I guess there's my little monologue and for this long-ass question. What do you think about Polygon? Um, I mean, I see a lot of development in the Polygon ecosystem, and I think that it will be one of the L1s stick around. Um, so I don't know, man, it's a, it's a tough discussion because I think that it was a little bit like, it's a higher beta play to ETH. And I think with that, you know, basically higher beta means as ETH swings up, you know, it can swing up more as, you know, or as the market swings up, it can swing up more. As it swings down, it can swing down more. I I still think that ETH is the better play personally, but if you're looking at a shotgun of what can potentially survive through the next cycle, DCA into and still have a decent opportunity for growth from here i don't think polygon's a bad play you know i like i really think that it you know because it still does encompass into the eth ecosystem um and again just looking at the overall progression development for everything with it i don't think polygon nfts are going to go away either um and you know a big part of my bull thesis for the next cycle are the nf you know is the nft marketplace and, you know, if you're looking at what I think a lot of companies are going to do to enter into it, I don't think a lot of companies are going to launch on ETH. You know, I think a lot of companies are going to look for what these lower transaction fee chains are. And right now, Polygon is definitely a leader in that space. So I don't think that it's necessarily a bad shill, but it's one of those where I'd be like, dude, just average into this, right? Like... <laughs> There's no rush to just buy this massive bag of Polygon because the one thing that I've learned about alts in general is, dude, while the market is going sideways or down, like they will continue to bleed lower than what you think they will. Um, yeah. You know, I was in that boat with ADA for a long time and it was painful watching it fluctuate between three cents and 10 cents. I, I appreciate that uh, that perspective. And the only other thing I will say for why I'm even asking or why I would even shill my normie friend on it is thinking back to 2021, end of 2021, uh, you know, the peak of the NFT bull market. I just remember being in spaces with quote-unquote thought leaders and myself and a lot of people were parroting the opinion that nfts themselves or blockchain itself will never go uh mass adoption until the friction is removed like trying to teach people about seed phrases and wallets like it really has to operate in the back end and not be so much consumer facing like you don't know, you don't need to set up your own uh, server in order to access the internet, so to speak, to to draw an analogy. And and I remember even speaking those words that like the future that we need to build towards is frictionless and the average consumer not realizing that they're interacting with blockchain on the back end. And it wasn't until I got into this stupid fight on Reddit 
people remember the day because I, I'm, I've been talking about this stupid freaking fight in a Reddit comment section that I got into. All these people are shitting on NFTs and they literally have NFTs as a profile picture and they have no idea. And like it upset me at first and then it was like a little light bulb going off. I'm like, this is what I asked for. This is what I wanted. And it seems like the only the only chain that's really made inroads there is is like Polygon. And I'm not going to become like a Polygon maxi. Uh, probably doesn't help that I, I co-host a space every week with an actual Polygon maxi. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm just feeling, dare I say, bullish on, on Polygon. Not financial advice. I eat crayons. If you saw my returns, you would be like, nothing this guy says has any bearing or basis on any action I want to take. I have to add that disclaimer. Not well, financial advice. Agents, if I were, you know, this is where, you know, I apologize in advance and I'll probably be wrong here. But, you know, honestly, I think that Polygon could easily go another. 50% lower to BTC might be extreme. You know, I'm just talking in terms of BTC price, you know, maybe 30, 40% lower in terms of BTC price, you know, in the short term slash when I say short term, the next like year <laughs> um, before it rebounds. So, but that's one of the things that anybody has to expect investing in any shit coin is that, you know, like, there are seasons, right? And people joke around about alt season. I think that we had the longest alt season that I've ever seen this last cycle. But right now, it is not a full-blown alt season. When it's alt season, dude, alts are popping off left and right. Heck, the NFT market is popping off left and right. Right now, it is not an alt season. So, what that means is decent time to stack high conviction plays, but it's not the best time to FOMO into anything. I I appreciate that. And I have been, I have been dollar cost averaging. I learned my lesson from GameStop about just throwing huge stacks at something and Bro, FOMOing you know in. So. I was looking through spaces earlier, what spaces were being hosted. And there was actually one, I took a screenshot of this, the name of it, I need to tweet it out, was actually, let's see this, GME earnings prep, and in the description it said, GameStop is my only stock. So there's still people out there that are GameStop maximalists. And Bro, you want to talk about religions, they'll give Bitcoin maxis a run for their money. <laughs> Dude, I mean, it's so funny looking at it. Actually, you know what's funny? Whoever that Joker Mark Cahotes is, I don't know what the hell he's ever done, but I know he's famous for something. But I remember being in a space with him November or December of 2021. And I had just loaded up with like 10,000 AMC calls and the entire AMC community was like, who the hell is this Kaleo guy? I got accepted into the AMC space as this honorary speaker and Mark Ahodes was one of the guys up there. You know what they were talking about during that space? Was that the big next thing for AMC to take it to the next level was to get in the NFT game. And what was their NFT going to be? Well, it was basically ownership via stocks for the company. And I, I just stopped them. And I was like, you realize that one, what you're saying is illegal. Two... Like, it is not practical. You know, you think you're going to be distributing this these dividends through NFTs with, like, a publicly traded company? Get the fuck out of here. Like, a decentralized company can't even do that right now. Like, you know, they can, but they're not doing it efficiently or effectively. This is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard. And then, you know, Mark would rebuttal back with, well, you know, like, that's just ignorant. What you're saying right now is really ignorant and it's very rude. Because I really think this could be a go-ahead. And I was like, Mark, tell me what you know about NFTs. You know, what is it that you know about NFTs other than the fact that there's a hype cycle right now around it? 
He's like, well, you know, there, there's potential. And I, like, I just remember it being the most mind-numbing conversation of my life. And even though I probably had more AMC exposure than the majority of the people in that space combined, honestly, probably everybody in that space combined, like, I just remember looking and walking out of it. And I was like, I, I literally said before I left the stage as a speaker, this is the dumbest shit that I have ever heard in my life. We deserve to all go to zero. And, you know, a few weeks later, those calls did go to zero. So it happened. Wait. But, did... <laughs> I, like, that should have been my moment where I where I actually acted on what I saw was happening. Did, did you have 10,000 contracts? I had close to 10,000 AMC contracts, yes. Holy shit. You... I had about, like, $2 million worth of contracts. This is like, you know, this is like... Star Wars Phantom Menace, there's always a bigger fish. I thought, I thought I, dude, those, those I were the days, GameStop was size, man. Those were the days that unusual whales would tag me on my options activity, <laughs> like consistently. That I got like an LTID, you know, which is a large trader identification number that you have to register with the SEC for trading above a certain threshold, you know, in, uh, in, value for certain stocks like i got all that stuff that was that was all just complete degenerate stupid days is that why that random llc in texas is getting put on a thread like it's some big smoking gun (laughs) hey bro i don't even know who that is (laughs) my bad sorry maybe i shouldn't even brought it up (laughs) i still thought that was funny if you want to talk about people talking about things they don't know about. Um, no, man. So, like, just the, there's some funny shit looking back at that. And, you know, point being with, like, the AMC GME type of crowd, there are people that are just absolutely insane that are out there. It's not just the cryptocurrency space. You know, Gary Gensler is a lot more to look into than just what's happening here in the land of crypto. Do the securities laws have to do with goldfish? Yo, I want to kick it over quickly while we've got him on stage. I want to kick it over to BTCR first, and I'm going to go over to Q. BTCR. Well, I just want to say love and light, and I cannot believe Cube is in the space and up ready to say something. Because I have missed you, and I love you, and you're one of the greatest humans and one of the greatest wonks. Is that a thing? Wonks? Wonkies? Whatever it is, it's just been it's been great to listen to this space. Uh, we are so primed and so ready to just vibe and keep vibing harder. Because there's no way we're a security. There's no way we're anything. We're just art people who vibe and vibe harder. We don't have to worry about any of this stuff. So I don't, it's just, it feels so bullish. It's uh, like, uh, I don't know who B-Ways is, right? I I have no idea. Or uh, why he keeps blowing my mind. If you do know who B-Ways is, hit that comment button in the bottom right corner and tell us because we all want to know. Because he keeps blowing my mind. But if he's bullish on stocks, stonks, I'm bullish on stonks, wonky stonks all the way. And I just want to say how much I love you guys and appreciate you. What a fun day of trading it's been last couple days. I'm going to throw it back because I want to hear from the one and only Cube. Please be there. I love you. Jesus Christ. No, what a pleasant surprise. Good evening. Uh, greetings and salutations. Just got in from the hot tub, watching some Ted Lasso out there, and I see there's a wonky space going. A little bit three sheets to the wind, and and here we are. I hear agents talking about uh, polygons. And I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, I'm the only one. I'm a fucking cube, and I'm on stage here. That's a polygon. Rhombuses, tetrahedrons, um, quadrilaterals. I mean, let's just keep rolling with it. But uh, like a real, real, really, really nice sweep going on, and 
always bullish on the stonks you know it's just such a tight-knit community and i've said it a million times before but once you join it you know it kind of sticks like glue and you know everybody's unbelievably great i've been busy irl with the new gig and whatnot but everybody you know always welcomes me back with open arms and i'm still a diamond hanser so that's that's what i got Uh, good to be here love to hear it man cube you know we need to we need to stick a few new cubes on you because I'm sure there's some that exist out there that are just waiting that don't know about, you know, what is out there with the cube legend that need to be introduced to it. Lander, what's up? What's going on, boys? Hope everyone's having a fantastic Tuesday night. Um, I'm not sure if it was mentioned, but the wonky stonks did get into number four trending on OpenSea for a little bit there. Now they're out of the top ten, but... Um, that was exciting for a little bit, but there's also a guppy on, uh, open for 0.89. If anyone wants to grab that, now's your chance. Probably won't be one listed that cheap for a while, but yeah. The, the thing I will say that I noticed, like it, it's honestly with everything in the NFT space, right? And really this, kind of applies to crypto space as a whole, but especially the NFT space, is that it happens in slow motion where, you know, there's not like this massive amount of liquidity for a long period of time that exists there. And, you know, when you're talking about collecting art, collecting whatever else, I don't think that it necessarily needs to be the same type of thing as when you're talking about a fungible token that has some type of utility for a network. Um, so I think there are different spaces and that there is a different mindset that you have that enters into it. You can look into it. It's like, you know, there's hype around what happened tonight. You know, you know, like, you know what it took to be able to get that hype and basically 2x the stonk floor was like less than 5 ETH. Right. Like, you know, even if it bleeds back from where it is again, right? Like, say that somehow, you know, like one direction or the other, say it goes through, great. You know, it is what it is. But say that it bleeds back. Right now, I think everything with the NFT space is slowly and surely, you know, when market or when volume returns to the marketplace as a whole. It's about being well positioned in the projects that you think have the biggest chance of running because it does not take much volume to be able to move those projects. Right. So, you know, if you are at a certain period and you're like, you know, man, this thing's not performing the way I think that it should. I'm kind of getting tired. I'm getting bored. There's this other opportunity and you dump that onto the market, you know it's not always necessarily that easy to be able to enter back in with that liquid of a position because it's easily, you know, as difficult as it is to exit without X amount of slippage, it's that difficult to re-enter with that amount of slippage not being there. And if you are not there the day that the market really starts to trend back, I mean, it's almost impossible to be able to at that point. And that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand is that it's all about just patience and positioning yourself for when that day gets here. And, you know, a lot of people may say, man, that sounds like almost, you know, going back to the religion aspect of things, the day will come that the NFT marketplace gets some type of volume again, and you need to be there for the day that that happens. But it's truth, right? If you are in this space, I don't see how there's any way that you deny the fact that NFTs will be resurgent and will be one of the leaders of the crypto ecosystem as a whole, as far as opportunity wise, this next cycle. So it's about positioning yourself and being patient for that and saying, okay, you know, like whatever I enter in here, as far as whatever the fluctuation is, it's not about today. It is about that period that you see in the future as far as when the entire marketplace starts to move again. All I'm saying is I have 60 stonks and I feel underexposed. I'm literally shopping for stonks right now. I feel so underexposed. 
Stonks are inevitable, guys. Amen. So, yeah, you know, that's been the message. And, you know, like that was, dude, that was even the message the past couple of weeks. And I, I'll say it again. You know, a, a couple of weeks ago, it, it was funny. Like two Fridays ago, we had a space where we hosted it. And I remember Pick God talking about how hyped he was. Puck, Puck said the same thing because the stocks were back to like 0.18, 0.19. And, you know, then somebody there was a large sale for some stonks that followed that the next week. And, you know, the price was back down to 0.11. And you look at it, it's back to 0.2. And, dude, what I'm telling everybody in here is just forget all the noise, right? Like, you know, right now is not the period to be focused on. Obviously, it's, a, you know, slow strength is a good thing. But the best thing to me is the strength of the community as a whole, regardless of where we are you know, what that number on the screen says right now, right? Like, you know, there are a lot of people in here that just appreciate the art, appreciate the vibes that are there for that and that are sticking around for the longer term vision regardless, right? Like it's, you know, I think there's value in that history. There's value in that community. And yeah, that's why I'm never too concerned about where the numbers are, you know, like it's about trusting the process. Shout out Philly. Bro, let me just say, man, I saw you tweet Philly on the timeline today. I just want to know, where the fuck did you get that spelling from, bro? I-E. I was sitting there, I, w- I was like, I'm dead. You know, I would say I was drunk, but yeah, I just, I completely messed it up. Now, just a complete spelling error. I don't know why or where I got the I-E. It just... It came to mind, but, you know, it, it reflected the... I think it reflected the degeneracy of the city that I was spelling. Um, So I think there actually was something that did come to light from that mistake. There was some truth in the air. Fair, bro. Philly is a city filled with degenerates. I can confirm. Yeah, me and Pickon had the shortest game of golf in the history of golf on Friday. Bro, we, we, we pulled up at the golf course for like the latest tee time. We got on the, the first tee box, and it just was like a thunderstorm with like 50-mile-per-hour winds blowing right back in our face. Lander hit one tee shot like pretty straight. I hit mine. The third guy just didn't even hit. He was like, fuck this. We're not playing. Yeah, it didn't go too well. <laughs> That's funny, man. So you got a rain check at least, right? Yeah, it, it worked out. All right, dude. So Cube is a scratch golfer in this group. Damn, really? B A A, but BT BT's a player too, though. Oh wow! If the the day that a uh, wonky Ryder Cup happens, BT and I are the captains. He obviously represents Europe. Um, dude, how fucking oh, I'm all for that, dude. Yeah, with this with this freaking Irish jigs that will be saving throughout the entire tournament. I'm li- I'm live tour baby. <laughs> we are one now. Then, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! It needs to happen though. We just need to get it on the docket. Put it like a year out, so we got. You can just we can just like yeah, dedicate to it. One year. Is this recorded? Yes. Okay. Never mind. Um, I will say if anybody actually has the memory to go back and find this space and find the exact quote that you were saying, and it's that relevant within the next year, then we did something right. So you may as well just say it anyway. Speak it into reality, BT. We, we, BT, now we have to fucking start working on it. <laughs> I say one year from now at the blessings, Let's go. Whoever's ready. Got to be a stonk holder. We've got we've got two captains. We got Cube. We got BTC and the other golfers. And it's going to be it's going to be legendary. There's no reason not to, but you're going to you're going to have to find yourself in flyover country. 
which is which is hard to get people to, but I promise it's worth it. Truly. It'll be Hey, wait, 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 wait. Pause the mic real quick. Pause the mic. I just heard a rumor that the man, the myth, the legend, Rooster, who just hopped up on stage, is about to sweep the wall of 74FF61. Let's go! Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, what up, Stonks? Um... I'm kind of catching up. Just got back. I uh, had to do a little bit of wage cucking today. So I see we have a sweep, right? Um, I'm still catching up here. Give me give me uh, just a little bit. So nice floor, point two. We like that. And yeah, I heard a legend swept. Uh, who was it? I can't believe I don't remember his name already. Someone help me out here. Crazy Jack or something like that. No, Rick, Ricky Sanchez. That's who it is. Rick Sanchez. Same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Legend. So I'm sweeping what now? Uh, the Great Wall of 74FF61. Oh, the point two. Uh, who has 45, 45 stonks listed at point two. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. So hold on, hold on. Pause, pause the... Uh, you know, I would if I had enough capital, but that's just out my window. Um, but I did see you challenged to a 5 eighth sweep by the sweeper himself, I do believe. And also on top of that, I do remember saying you weren't going to let Lumber catch up to you. And he's giving away stonks so he doesn't pass you. So I don't know. I think it's... Uh... Dude, I'll say this once again. Lumber, Lumber can add a lot more stonks and still not pass me. <laughs> <laughs> so don't worry what the alright which one's your alt then um, so back to it oh <laughs> <laughs> so, wait are you Ricky Sanchez no uh, no I'm not Ricky Sanchez um, you know I don't have any alts I don't know what, what, what we're talking about here so <laughs> um Let's, <laughs> let's go. If I, I want to play, I hope to God Rooster is in this state for the poker tournament on Friday because he'll get bounced in like the first rotation of the table. Uh, sir, actually, I've been playing poker every morning for the past week. Um, and just like <laughs> coming up a stack and leaving. So, uh, I don't know. See me at the table, Cube. Nice to see you here. Actually. I'll see. Goddamn. Yeah, Goddamn. Hey, every one of these. You've been in my. We for still a haven't minute. been at the same table. Yeah, you've been in my A for a minute. Uh, glad to see yeah, you. Yeah, we we just have a poker attorney lead. She's just here for the poker attorneys, and that's it. Like, that, that's exactly. I'm just I'm just here for the Kaleo giveaways, and and I'm <laughs> and then I'm out like a fat kid in dodgeball. I joined Web three to play people in poker for their NFTs. <laughs> Especially ones that they don't have to stake up against you for the time. Right. Hey, uh, actually, one other thing I do want to say about like what you're saying with lumber, dude. I my dream is for people to pass me as far as my wallet, right? Like, I think I don't think that it's. I, I'm not going to say it's not the healthiest thing, but I think that it's healthy when there are other people that believe in the project so much that they do invest and collect to that extent, right? Like, I think that that is a sign of strength for the project. So I am all for Lumber, you know, setting that record and going for it and passing me. Like, there is nothing that I think is, you know, a negative with that whatsoever. So, like, you know, I, I, I'm excited for the day that Lumber makes it happen. You know, and again, I won't let him last. There will be day, a day, definitely, where no matter what happens, where the Kaleo stonk wallet continues to accrue, um, you know, I am not done buying stonks. It's just a matter of when, <laughs> when that could happen, you know, feasibly again, to the extent that I was able to last year, I will be back to that point. I'm going to manifest it. <laughs> so up until that point, I'll let Lumber get the head start that he wants to have. Because I'm gonna catch him. 
Has has anyone met Lumber yet? Does anyone know the man, the myth? No, I don't. I don't think so. But you know what I was hearing when Kaleo was speaking? I was hearing pretty much the same thing Pick God was saying when uh, um, Puck came up on stage and started yeah, rapping. I had to go but... there, Rooster. <laughs> <laughs> so that that that's all I heard. Bro, I still Pick can't up, believe you didn't he even did that. Give any bar that. <laughs> I know, I do. I was like, so I was starstruck, man. I was like, fuck. Puck really just came right at me. I was expecting for something to happen there, and there was nothing. So I had to fill the void with my mediocrity. Um, <laughs> so I apologize again for anybody that had to sit through that last time. Not through Puck's session. Puck's session was incredible. Mine was incredibly mediocre. And I, I will recognize that at least, right? Like, I'm not going to sit there and say it was anything that it wasn't. But it was off the top of the head. No, I thought yours was pretty good, Calio. I. <laughs> yeah, that that means the world to me. Um, so okay, I want to I, I want to hear what are the odds? Who do we have as the odds-on favorite for the poker tourney this Friday? Is it somebody that we know, or is it going to be a dark horse again, a no name? Dude, do not count me out this Friday, man. Every single time I've played, I've been at work, and people are coming up to me, and it, it's hard for me to stare at the screen the entire time. But this day, I'm off. So I'm going to grind. I'm going to be locked in. So I'm coming for those stocks. Well, you know, one thing that I'll say about this poker tourney versus the rest, I think that this is the biggest heads up that we've given of a poker tourney by far. So (laughs) maybe, you know, we'll see. I know the market as a whole is a little bit flatter than general, but I think the stonks vibe and everybody that's in the community is about as active as ever. So, you know, I don't know, maybe there will be less of a turnout, but also because of the fact that we have announced this so far in advance for people to clear their calendars to make sure they can play, you know, maybe there's a chance there are a few more people to the competition that we haven't seen before. To poke Rooster again, I mean, he has consistently underperformed for his alleged pedigree and poker and table games. In the wonky tournament. So I think he's probably due, you know, to make it to, you know, a, a final. I mean, I was trying five, to be greedy, bro. Like, when it's like the free stonks, <laughs> like, yeah, I, I don't want to take them all. Right. So in the past, yeah. But, you know, people start wanting to poke now. I, I just might have to, you know, whip it out. Rooster, you remember the last one. I literally, I think it was like an extra three stonks I was willing to give you if you made the top three. Uh, something like that. Maybe it was just an extra one or two, whatever it was. I I offered to basically double the pot for you if you made it. And you got, I think, top six, but you didn't make it to the top three. Yeah, yeah. Choke. And I also put, I put a price on Rooster's head. (laughs) I said whoever eliminates Rooster gets an extra stock. So that was also fun. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see you on Friday. Oh, man. Dude, good times. Um, Yeah, dude, I just wanted to host one of these. It's been a minute. And, you know, unfortunately, I don't have all night to keep rolling with it. But, um, you know, it's been a fun hour. And I just want to give a shout-out again to Rick Sanchez. And, again, one way or the other, say, dude, regardless of what we wake up and where the floor price of anything is, the stocks are inevitable, right? Like, this isn't a one- to two-day thing. This isn't a one- to two-week thing, a one- to two-month or even two-year thing, right? Like, you know, I believe in the stocks, and I, I really believe in the vision and the history and what they represent. And, you know, like I, I look at this for where we'll be the next decade. And that's the way that, you know, I do base the decisions, the way everything that happens around the stocks are. And, you know, I like I, I look at that from the sustainability perspective that I think a lot of other projects just don't have in their real vision. And, um, you know, one way or the other, again, man, like, you know, the songs are inevitable. So 
enjoy the ride and we will see you this Friday. Walkie stocks are inevitable.